Warning. This podcast contains explicit language not recommended for a younger audience. Listener discretion is advised. Warning number two. This episode contains spoilers. If you do not want to be spoiled... Get the fuck out, bro! I'm Tisa. I'm Ryan. I'm Jackie. And tonight we're talking about Invincible. Woo! Okay, so just a quick brief about the the story of Invincible. We follow this guy, our protagonist, which is called Mark Grayson. And he is a pretty regular dude, like uh, as a high school student. He's just dealing with regular stuff like uh, talking to his crush, hanging out with his friend uh, William. And getting by. However, there is a different thing in his life that is like he's the son of the kind of like Superman guy for this universe, which is called Omni-Man. So this character, this Omni-Man guy, he's extremely strong, has super force, he can fly, and he's basically almost immortal, almost immortal. And we follow the trajectory of Mark as he's growing up and facing this thing that's gonna they're going to happen to him and how he's going to evolve with that situation spoilers yeah this show just for you guys to understand this director but uh, was created by robert kirkman and if you don't know who this fella is he's the guy that created the walking dead so this show has plenty of violence and that's it's one of the highest points for it you know it's really fun it's really interesting and i won't talk more i'll pass the word to my other nights here, and I'd like to hear general thoughts on the the show Invincible, guys. All right, let's start this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> First thing, dude, as you said, like it's the the story of of Mark Grayson, yeah, how how he follows life and shit, and. As a first impression, you go watch that superhero shit. So you start the first forty minutes of the first episode, and this dude is just like he's getting his powers. He's dealing with trying to be a superhero, learning from his dad, as you mentioned. And so far, like, dude, this if you never read the comics, by the way, like, this this guy is just like a new Superman. There's a bunch of dudes that are just like Justice League, exactly. some other characters who are Marvel. So like. Dude, this is just like a make-off from something that's already made. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to the end of the first episode. And that's when the bike starts. Like, you just go like, what the fuck just happened? Because the first scene you see after the last credits is some head being blown off <laughs> in full HD. <laughs> and... That's the high point of this. I like violence. They don't give you, they don't give a single fuck about what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. You get to see brains. You get to see an eye pop out. 
This dude just grabs the fucking hammer from War Woman and just swish <laughs> the head off of Quera's off. Yeah. Oh my god. That ending just gets you in the mood like, what the fuck? Like, dude, where did this violence came from? I, I wasn't expecting that as I was watching because for me, the first 40 minutes, I swear to you, it was fucking boring. Yeah. But when you see that scene, you imagine like, what is the progression? And that progression is more violence and more violence and more violence and more violence. How did the fucking thing ends? More violence. Like, it doesn't stop the violence. No, it's literally non-stop. It's just more blood and blood and blood. One thing that really got me on this show is the intro. Whenever they say like, Invincible, when the name shows up, if you realize that every episode, there is more blood on the name. Yeah. Because shit's getting bloodier and bloodier. And that, that's, I think that's my general thought on the show. Like, I love the violence. I, I just love the fucking violence. Yeah. I love how they go away from the typical stereotype of a superhero. Like, we need to save people, keep them alive. There is no harm. No. There is harm. Your super strength will kill someone sometimes. You you can literally take an arm off of someone as it happens in the show. So the violence, the, the point of view of <coughs> it's not just a superhero shit. It's a superhero shit that's actually real. It's not unreal. It keeps you in touch of reality on that point. And that's 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 my general thought. I'll just I'll let people show off because we have a lot to talk of today. It's it's a long topic for us today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree. I think it was. Uh, I think that was my favorite thing about it was how real it was. Um, because you do kind of. I mean, we are very saturated with superhero movies, TV shows, animation, and so it's really, really hard to surprise people now. And so um, I was also very surprised at the ending of the first episode. And in general, I really enjoyed this series. Um, I enjoyed it for a different reason. I do like the violence, but that's not usually why I watch something. Um, I really enjoyed kind of the kind of the um, the alter egos going on. I, I like Spider... Okay. Let me back up. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero, and so I really like it when somebody's like growing up, but also having to like face all of this responsibility. And I think it's a really good metaphor for like when you turn 18 and you have all these new responsibilities, it's just kind of exaggerated. And I think the, the showrunners did a really good job at kind of making it different, standing out um, because of the characters and because of the voice actors did just an amazing job at bringing those characters to life. And so yeah, I, I, enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed most of it. I'm not a big fan of animation series, and that's usually not what I watch, but um, yeah, I, I was hooked. I watched it in about, I think, two days. I think I, I finished it. Yeah, I'll cut in real quick because he mentioned something. If you guys haven't watched Invincible, it's an animated show. It's not uh, yes. real life, like a live, live action. Live action, yeah, live action. I'm sorry. It's not a live action. It's an animation show, which is very interesting. So I'll, I'll give the voice to Jackie now. Yeah. So, so actually, Tisa recommend me to watch this. So you know. Tisa and I all, all like to watch Tarantino, those kind of blood, a lot of blood, violent stuff. So when, when I watched the first episode, you know, just like what Tisa said, the first like 40 minutes, I was like, really, Tisa, do you recommend this to me? <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, that's, that's not Tisa's things. 
and then last three minutes. Okay, I know why you recommend me. I know why you recommend me. Look, the, that kind of twist, you know, that's not the ordinary twist, not just like story twist. Mm -hmm. It's also direct, like direction. Like we will talk about that later. Yeah, the directions, the directing twist, all kind of the mood twist, you know, and especially this is like, it looks like a, you know, teenage cartoon and they make it like this. So I'm like, okay, I know why people keep recommend this to me, you know. It is really crazy. It is very crazy. And I don't know, like, they balance, like, they, they balance the teenage mood and the adult things pretty well, you know. They combine these two things together. It's pretty smoothly. They go really smoothly. So that's my general thought of this. Very, yeah, very yeah and just to compliment guys we see that this shows like pretty visceral especially by the the last part and it was kind of crazy no one was expecting that but it was also nice when no, I mean not nice what happened but I mean I think it was pretty cool the touch they gave when Mark finally becomes invincible and then he goes for the first time to try to save people and he actually freezes because like he see people die in front of him because of those with that episode and the Martian guys like those aliens show up and just start killing people and that was interesting because when you see for example spider-man it's a lot milder he's saying oh with great powers comes great responsibility but for mark he just saw people getting killed immediately mm -hmm. so that's why he, he froze and then he realized oh man yeah. being a superhero is not that great actually you yeah. know it's it actually carries a weight i mean if i don't do things people die gruesomely it's not pretty you know and it's really interesting how the other arc that they work in the show which is like making a superman that doesn't give a fuck about humanity that's yeah. really nice you know yeah and at the same time that he progresses to something more humane even though he isn't he's like a viltrumite right yeah which is the kind of like a ripoff from crypt kryptonite or something for krypton or something yeah so that was really interesting and mm. we can see like how brutal and how evil that those things can be you know yeah yeah, yeah that like Omni-Man and Omni-Man exploding the head of Red Rush like with his bare hands that was just like really iconic yeah. <laughs> the whole scene was very brutal itself like not only like the the head the head of Red Rush but when he went twist the neck of War Woman yeah. she just pukes blood after yeah. and then he squashes the head of Aquarius he gets Darkwing man that scene I feel like Oh my god, that's a powerful Hulk versus yeah. Loki, yeah. but with actual consequences because he grabs him in the air and just smashes him on the ground yeah. and yeah. the head just... Yeah. <laughs> so, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's very it's very gore, it's a lot of blood, a lot of violence. It's, yeah. yeah. But it's entertaining violence. And yeah, that's, it that's is. That's what the show brings. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, it is supposed to be that way, I think like if you guys notice there is no soundtrack it's just like the sound of like flash being torn apart and bones breaking i actually it, didn't realize there was no yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there is no no because sound at all it, yeah yeah and just those screens you know like those those crazy things being torn up you know so that was really like in intense i would say i wasn't expecting that that was the idea the very beginning you see like oh what, what is this Justice League? This guy's just like doing regular stuff, like as Jackie mentioned, yeah. pretty regular. And then they just came up with that scene in the end. So yeah. that was pretty great. And yeah, so that will be my take on it, pretty much what you guys are mentioning.
Alright guys, regarding the bot to contribute to us, we have a special guest tonight, which is Anoop. So... Noop Dog! <laughs> Alright, so Anoop, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Invincible, man. What do you, what do you think about it? Oh yeah, that show is pretty amazing to be honest. Like you guys were talking about the blood, the spatter, everything. Something that interested me the most was even after all that action and all that blood, the emotions in the show kept going on in a positive manner. Like there, there was less sadness about what was happening. There was more. You, you really want to look forward to what's happening, what's going to happen next. Like there was the suspense in the show, which really kept me going. Like just like Ryan, I finished the show in two days, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, guys, and regarding just something to add, like, we see that the plot actually for Invincible, if you can, like, kind of clean up, clean up all the blood, which is a lot of blood, though, but I mean, if we can clean up that all, you can see it's just a story about development, about growing up, right? And you see that Mark has this almost unbearable condition, like, to become a superhero, and then he kind of realizes, not kind of, totally realizes that his father is not really what he thought it would be, and that's a normal struggle that you go through, right? Mm -hmm. It's really interesting how they address this in the show, and they kind of, let's say, put a slightly color of red in there, you know, just to paint a little bit, or let's say just splash the fucking <laughs> thing up with blood and all. But that's really interesting, the way they they put all this, and how the story, as you mentioned, like keeps emotionally, makes you be emotionally invested. Yeah. Because, you know, those characters, they can die in a pretty gruesome way, you don't want that to happen, you know? And that's interesting. That keep keep you focused. And th I think that's a Rob the Kirkman touch, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. as if you guys watch The Walking Dead, yeah, one of the hardest scenes, it's one of the characters, which is called Glenn, which is like following you throughout the whole show, and then the guy fucking dies. Which is really, really sad. That scene is really hard to tolerate. But it's, and, but it's okay because he, he, he voices one of the characters. So exactly. He's smart so now. Good. Yeah. <laughs> good. He's alive. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, yeah. Later on. But anyway, that's the thing. Yeah, so um, the plot for me, I think it was, uh, it, it moved along obviously really well. We all really enjoyed it. We all finished it really quickly. Mm. Um, and yeah, I agree. You touched on something that was really interesting, Grillo. You said that, well, two things. So um, the first being, you said that there were consequences in this, which um, I really, uh, this kind of goes with the plot, I guess. Um, but throughout the entire um show you know that there are consequences for every action and so that's what really got me into the plot is because you know when i'm watching something i want to see how it like their decisions how it affects everybody else and usually in these uh superhero shows it kind of they kind of skirt around like people dying like the blood the guts can you imagine how it would actually be if somebody with like super strength kicked your ass like you would vomit blood they would rip your spine out like it wouldn't be pretty and so that was one of the favorite things that um i liked about the plot and the plot in general i think it was pretty simple there there was a lot going on um but it moved along really well it didn't really dwell on um anything that episode through episode it uh it picked up pretty quickly yeah you know something that will be pretty great you guys know i'm a gamer okay so I think that would be really nice if they introduced Omni-Man in Mortal Kombat. Man, imagine that the <laughs> game Oh awesome. my god. He can do a lot of <laughs> yeah, he can just a a lot to head squashing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna touch on something too, like, since we're in the plot, when we talk about development and we talk about how the violence goes, one thing that really 
pleases me on the plot is seeing the actual struggle of becoming a superhero. Yeah. Because you see Mark. You see Mark going for the first fight, as you mentioned. He has no gear. He's wearing goggles for swimming or whatever, <laughs> snowboarding. He has like the... What, what, what do you guys call when you... Like a bandana? Like a, yeah, he like has a bandana on his face to cover his mouth. Do not recognize his identity. But you see him going forward. You see him struggling saving people. You see him struggling using his own strength. He's struggling how to fly. Like you see, you see the daily struggle of a superhero that normally you don't see on a TV show. Yeah. The kid's 17 years old. It's not like Spider-Man that he's going to go and just shoot the web and then, oh, I'm swinging like a motherfucker now. No. <clears throat> You see him struggling, and one thing that this show shows is Invincible is very Invincible. Exactly. Invincible is Invincible. He gets beaten, and it's not once, not twice, not thrice. Like he gets time. beaten every single time because yeah. he's starting. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to keep that phrase for now. I'm going to say Invincible is actually very Invincible, but he's unbreakable. And that's the essence for that character. But we're going to go back on that later. The right. essence for him, like, he always keeps his determination up. He never lets himself down. I mean, there's times of struggle. You're going to see him down. His father gets bitten up after the Guardians of the Globe. And he's just worried about his father. It doesn't matter who his father is. It can be the strongest man in the whole galaxy. But you see the daily struggle of a family. Yeah. You see the family relationships being developed. Debbie being worried about what's happening. You see how Mark's evolving in his relationship, but how the triangle also comes up in the in the love relationship way. So the plot, not only for the superhero side, but for the human side yeah. of the whole show, yeah. is very well constructed. How he finds out that he dad, his dad actually killed everyone. How how he grieves with that. How he rages with that. You see, that's that's what got me really interested in the plot. It's not showing how he's the greatest superhero, but how he was a shitty one before that. Yeah, yeah. that exactly. that's what this plot catches me. Yeah. And it's really good also since you touch on that point because you see, we know since before the, the very beginning that Omni Man is a bad guy. He's the villain, but we kind of don't want to believe that. We say, oh, he probably have a pretty good reason to kill the guardians of the. I would say, almost saying like Guardians of the Galaxy, but the Guardians <laughs> of the Globe. Yeah. Guardians of the Globe. I yeah. think I said Guardians of the Galaxy. This is my podcast. It's our podcast. I don't give a fuck if you don't care. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the Guardians of the Globe or whatever. And I mean, I was kind of hoping that we have like a good reason why he was doing those things. But he didn't. He just did that for, you know, well, there is a reason behind. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Okay, so, you know, like, <clears throat> we know Omni-Man is kind of like a Superman, you know, and I always like to talk to people, like, there's one kind of character I really, I was like, don't like, but not really interesting, uh, is Superman, mm. because this traditional Superman we know, you know, too perfect, too powerful, too <laughs> powerful, and too kind. Unless that's Kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... So that's why I think this show is so good. Like you guys already mentioned that. It's really realistic. You know, like anyone who got ultimate power, you know, like, you know, we, it's hard to say they will be still be kind, still be so much love to the world. It's so hard to imagine if you got a power, what you would do, you know. And, and for the plot, and I think like, I, 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 sh- 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 
That's all right. Yeah, I'll struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say, you know. Like it's a lot inside. So yeah, it's yeah. it's hard for me to organize in one time. This show is just mind blowing. No, it is. Yeah, know? no, I agree. It is. Yeah. I had the same tr- trouble with this, and it's because there is so much going on. Yeah. In the plot, yeah. like it's everybody. Just stop. Yeah, everybody has their own struggles. They do a really good job at bringing in like all of the. Um, supplementary characters yeah they all have their own thing too Support yeah. characters are so good and one thing that you touched on is reality and I, I think I touched a little bit before but as you guys know especially you listeners because I mentioned this before I'm the animation kid I watch a shit ton of animation and when I enjoy an animation is not when the animation is good it's not when the characters are good it's not when the story good but it's what this show did what is it the animation stopped being an animation for me because I was watching that and it pushed me away from the unreal. I was watching something that for me, it was real. I was living a character as it was a real life outside. I was seeing someone else living his life. And that's what this show brought me, reality. And it's very rare for an animation to do this. The characters are fucking dope. But the fucking animation is not animation for me. It's a show. Yeah, I think it's not just anime. Any kind, a lot of superhero movie or show, they they are unreal. Honestly, they are unreal. We just know those superheroes. They're powerful. They're kind. They always help people. We yeah, like what you say. We we don't really usually touch their reality, their daily life, or their struggle, and we a lot of time we didn't catch their dark side, the negative side of. It. Superhero, superpower. Yeah. Yeah. I see, guys. And, you know, speaking of characters, as you mentioned, Jackie, I really like that comparison that we, we have to do with Superman. And I share the same idea. You know, I don't like Superman because he is too perfect. And I don't see any reason for him to actually care about mankind, you know? Yeah. And you have a few arcs when he actually loses it, like he becomes insane and decides to implement, like, a dictatorship on the whole planet. Just calling justice. You have, like, two games for this already. And it doesn't, even when he gets, like, becomes tyrannical, he's not that gruesome as Omen Man, you know? So, that, that is really interesting. But, like, moving to other characters, one that really caught my attention, and, like, let's say caught me unguarded, was Robot, you know? Because he, interestingly, had, had like, a, a, a side plot that, in the end, even though it was very, inter- very interesting, it did not change the story, like, as a whole, you know? Mm-hmm. He... That's true. So, like, I and saw... it was very fucked up, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it was. He was acting for his own needs. Yeah, oh, <laughs> sure. it was, like, being Machiavellic, right? He... <laughs> re- what happened, if I remember, was, like, he released those... Um, yeah. Mauler twins. twins. The Mauler twins. twins. They're pretty great. I love those guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. they're funny, too. <laughs> yeah. And then, he was just, like, creating, like, cloning himself to kind of be a normal person. No, like, not to be a normal person... To date a girl. They <laughs> <laughs> don't even. Hey, 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 she's hey, not a girl. She's hey, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Shut up. She's twenty-five. Because <laughs> he takes the DNA of the Rexplode. Rex, 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 Rexplode. Rex, Rex, because yeah. he was <laughs> very, very questionable. He's a robot. <laughs> no, he's not a robot. He had a oh, body. No, he's not. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yes, he he's like body, that yeah. deformed guy, which is really sad, you know. Yeah. And yeah, she, I mean, all that plot, how he progresses, like he did all those things. Like capture the DNA of the, the Rexplode, then he clone him, and then he transfer his conscious to the, this body. And by the end, I was still touched. He was like, "Oh man!" Like when his clone like was speaking to the original one, and he was saying that, "Oh, don't worry. Like that's it is how it's supposed to happen. Just live your life, and I'm gonna 
take a rest from you, you know, and you go on, you know. That was really interesting. I really liked that part. So yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I I, I actually forgot about Robot. He was one of the last characters yeah. that I was really thinking of. But that's a really good point. Um, my favorite, and this goes back to um, the show being very realistic. My favorite character is Mark's mom. So yeah, for me and the fact that she was voiced by Sandra O, oh, who is an incredible actress, I think she really brought a lot to that role. And yeah. that character really grounded the entire series because mm-hmm. you you see these they go out on these big fights and it's really fun to watch, but then you get to see what happens after when they walk through the front door. And mom's there waiting. And so I think it's like a really, really nice thing, not only to see these struggle like in the streets when they're fighting, but to come home and how they like face what they just did. And especially Mark has a lot of hangups about hurting people and about fighting and everything like that. And uh, that emotional support that he had from his mom, I think really, really, really pushed that plot. And adding to that, not only the emotional support, but She's in a family of superheroes, yeah. and she brings the human side. Mm-hmm. That's one, one of the favorite scenes I had in this show, is right on the first episode when he gets his powers, that he's trying to land, and his mom questions him, like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes like, get inside. He was like, do you think you can force me to do that? And she says, it's not because you have superpowers that I'm not your mom. Does it make you feel better? That I, you know I cannot hurt you physically anymore? And he touches back to reality, like, she's still my mom. She's still who put me in this world. She still has some leadership above me. And all her struggle, all her family struggle with Omni-Man, how she's struggling to find out, how her job is hard, how how she's dealing with all the lies and all all the drama that's being created, that turns out a great character for her. That's, That's why she's also one of the characters that I really support. I really like her presence in the show. And as you touch on favorite characters, that was going to be one of my questions to you guys after I tell you guys my favorite characters. Uh-huh. I want to hear you guys, what's your favorite character? And my favorite character, I think I really like the comic side. So I really got to say Alan the Alien. <laughs> Man, not that that dude is also voice casted by Seth Rogen, one of my favorite comic actors. Yeah, hello Seth. Hope you listen to me. <laughs> but no, Ellen the Alien is he's so comic. He comes to the planet and he starts fighting. Like, where's the guy? You, where's your mustache? Like, you were way stronger. And Mark's fighting. He's so, dude. I just want to talk. You're using your timeout. Is there a timeout on this? He goes, I didn't make the rules. He grabs two rocks, sit down, and talk to him. Like, you're not expecting that. That's a comic relief. And in the end, when he comes back, he was like. Well, tell me the story. And this time, Marx grabs the rocks and put him to sit down and have a talk with him. Like, his character is so good. He, you, you think of him as like a threat in the beginning, and then he turns out to be a comic relief. Yeah. And one thing that you guys don't know, I know because I saw some spoilers, is that how he progressed. And Alan the Alien is actually one of the only characters in the comics who is strong enough to beat Omni-Man. Oh, wow. So that's a. I'll just leave that there. If you haven't read the comics, if you had, if you have read, come talk to me. And I'm not giving my personal phone number. This is before Ryan says something. Six two zero. No, and we're not gonna talk about this shit again. <laughs> just 
text me, find a way to text me, but don't text me. But yeah, let's discuss about Alan the Alien. But I want to hear from you guys. What's your favorite characters? Mine was Alan, Debbie was Faraya. Yes. So what are yours? Okay, guys, I think I'll have to touch on Adam Eve, you know, Adam Eve. I think she was perhaps the greatest on that show, you know, because you see, uh, she was like one of the main members of the team Titan. What was the name? Team. Yeah, which is a funny name. And I like that she, I mean, that, that kind of sucked that she, like, Rex blowed children of her with duplicate. And I think this name was kind of funny. <laughs> duplicate, because her name is Kate and she can, like, duplicate herself. That's, that wasn't correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, when he gets out of the shower and then two duplicates oh. come out. <laughs> yeah, actually, three, because the first one, yeah. dude was having a foursome with Four the same girl. Oh, yeah. That was insane. We know? said we're not going to talk about porn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, that's all we talk about now. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was nice that even though she was cheated on, she still held her ground and she was didn't want to come back to him like because she realized oh this guy suck i mean rex flow i don't know he feels like kind of asshole bakugo for me somehow <laughs> but anyway and it was nice that she even became like a mentor to mark in some degree you know telling him like hey you cannot really say your identity to anyone because that's is like a one-time one-time trial you know like you're not never gonna do that again and even when she tried to cope with Mark, like to be with him, when she got cheated on, she saw that he was with Amber. And she decided, oh, good for you. And then she just left. And you see, she was an actual hero there. She decided, no, I want you to do my own thing. I want you to be free. I want you to take my, my you know, do whatever I want to do with my life. And she goes out like to help people, saving people from avalanches or making their places grow up again, like the... the some plants like to grow up. I think that was really nice. And then she was just like living on the, the, the trees, you know. I think that was pretty great, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. She's my favorite character by far. Okay. For me, I will say this is my favorite character and I hate him so much in the same time. Omni-Man. Oh. Okay, the reason I hate him, yeah, of course. No humanity. Really, really low humanity. And, you know... Yeah, he, he did a lot of terrible things, of course, if you if you just stick into the story. But the reason he's also my favorite character, just like what I say like earlier, earlier today, you know, this character makes this story different from other superhero movies, you know. This character, his characteristic really make me feel like they finally stick to reality. And like how do you say it? I really want to see different because all the superhero show is same. Every year is same. It's all like that. All, but this Omni Man re- makes a lot of things different. That's what I think about. Yeah, and for me, I really like Villain. I always fo- I a lot of them, I always focus on Villain, the bad guy, in in the show, in the movie, because I think they have more story than a lot of people. And they are the one who make all the conflict in the story. And Omni-Man make a really different conflict. Mm-hmm. Not just who's evil or bad, but also a lot of like concepts we know. We, we, we know from our daily life, Omni-Man break those, I think. Because he's good for some, but yeah. he's bad for some at the same time. Yeah. He makes a balance without balancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you guys kind of understand what but I'm the, saying. But the end game is not good. 
Like, yeah. He, he's doing his part to blend in, but as soon as he has the chance, it's all hell breaks loose. Yeah, I mean, he has his loyalty on his own people, but he lives in a new planet now. And he lived in this planet, like Earth, for a long time, and now he needs to, like, destroy all the things to be loyalty to his, his own group. I mean, honestly, you said a long time, but he's been only there for 20 years, but then he's 1,000 years old. So. Oh, yeah. That's right, that's right. So yeah. that's, like, not very long time for him. Yeah, yeah, you, you are right. Yeah. You are yeah. right. As yeah. Noob jumps in, what is your favorite character? I mean, for me, uh, my two favorite characters were Atom Eve and Alan. But then, uh, since you guys talked about them, I would say Debbie. No, Amber, sorry, Amber. 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 You like Amber? Yeah, Amber's oh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, okay, let me tell you. My version. <laughs> Invincible tried to hide his identities from her, like for a while, but then she figured it out. She said, uh, "I'm not mad. I know that you're invincible. I know you are a superhero, but then I'm not mad about you for being a superhero. It's because you lied to me. That was the reason when they were on a break, like you know. So she was smart." Were they Do you want to hold that part for a little? Were yeah. they on a okay, break? Jackie, can you hold my beer for a moment? <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get real here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get back on that Amber because I wanted to touch her because she's the character that I like the least or I say okay. barely, almost hate. Yeah. And let's say she was alright in the beginning, yeah. okay? Like popular girl, she kicked the bully in the balls. That was nice. Like she was like a decisive woman. Yeah. That was good. I think they had a kind of nice chemistry, him, uh, Mark, and Amber at the very beginning. And of course, I would understand, I wouldn't understand why she was upset, why Mark wasn't showing up. He was simply like not, not there, you know, yeah. and why that is happening. And okay, I'll give her a reason to be mad. And then we have that episode, like when we have those robots, like they try to kill people in yeah. the, the campus when they do that trip yeah. and all. And Mark shows up, and this scene that he shows up is actually pretty cool. Like when he stops the punch from the that robot that was trying to kill William, mm -hmm. and he fights his struggles to end the fight, and then he kills the the, the, the robots and no, they're killing himself. Kill. Oh yeah, yeah, the, he killed himself. Yeah. And then she said like super angry, "Hey, you're a lying piece of shit! I hate you! You lied to me!" And then she started crying out. No, because okay. she didn't know that he was a superhero. Then he never told her. Then she, she already knew. No, 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 but then he never told her. Yeah. He only tells her when they get back home. Yeah, but you see, that's the the weird thing. If she knew that he was a superhero, yeah. he would be in struggle every time. He was there to save them. It's not that he was but then, lying like, you know, to when her. When you're having an intimate relationship, he's got to be open, like, you know. How long were they together? You know, I think like a couple of months yeah. maximum. Yeah. And you remember, it was a long time for a 17 year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. If you have relationship problems, psychologists and Noop and Grillo are here to help. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, you remember what Adam Dr. Eve mentioned? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Adam Eve gave like this advice to Mark like, hey, if you're going to tell, remember that is like one time shot. You know, that's not going to yeah. happen again. So, that was something that he remembered, that's why he didn't tell her. Also, if you want to protect the ones that you love, you're not yeah. gonna really expose them in that way. And, like, she says these things, like, really, I mean, dude, if your girlfriend comes to you and call like, lying piece of shit, <laughs> like that, and 
I mean, okay, that she knows they're superior, but you're like saving people there. Yeah. Literally saving her I life. And his to save. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he did. You know, like, uh, at, that, at that moment, he did. I, I, I didn't mean to take you into <laughs> 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 That's the good part of it. Yeah, I want to discuss it. Diversion of ideas. Yeah. And, yeah. So, anyway, we remember that scene. I think you do remember when Mark was fighting those guys like a bunch of enemies and there was that lion guy that hit me with the, the club in the yeah. chest that was pretty brutal like and I'm assuming I'm not sure but I'm assuming that Amber probably knew up to that point that Mark was invincible and even then she was still mad at him because he didn't tell her but he was like man I think that counts as traumatic experience if you're like near death experience yeah so that was pretty bad and she was like like angry with him because of that and then we have that situation when like again marks go through a like near-death experience traumatic experience when only man beat the shit off that guy i mean he was fucked up and then she said oh i'm so sorry mark let's hug it out and just be fine you know i mean dude that was just weird like okay okay mm. you talked about the fight where the line guy who smashed him down. Right? Yeah, exactly. So until that point, he like I'm just being in uh, like talking about the relationship they're having. Okay. Okay. So that was the day he said that he's not gonna miss uh, the charity thing that she was doing, and Eve also showed up, right? He was with her at that point. So he he's been lying to her and being late every single time, and every single time she knew that it was a lie. But then she was like, okay, that's fine. He's probably saving the world. And she knows he's a superhero. She didn't know he was invincible. Mm, that That's kind of weird. If you look at Mark, if you want to no. guess him. Okay, William understood he was invincible when, when they were having the fight at the college, at the university. Yeah. And he was right behind him and right below him. And then he yelled, like, get away or something. And he was like, is that you, Mark? Like that. That's how William went. Okay, so if William has been his best friend forever, and if he did not recognize him as a superhero, then how can Amber recognize him in a two two month relationship? Well, that's weird, you know. Because just to wrap it up, I agree for a point. I see what you're saying. No, I totally understand what you mean. How humanity is bigger than any small yeah, relationship, yeah. high school relationship. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that could be, you know. Yeah. It's just that man. It's kind of toxic, okay? Like Mark is trying to do his best, like try to save people, yeah. and I'll be fine if Amber came to to him and said that. Okay, I don't want to be with you because I cannot really. You know, withstand this type of relationship with uh, a superhero because that's not my thing. Like that happened in Spider-Man. Mary Jane broke up with him like several times because of that situation. I mean, that's fine. That's understandable. I mean, his dad, understandable. His dad has been warning him also. You can't manage a relationship and be a superhero at the same time. Exactly. Well. Yeah. He said that. That's a good point. And I, I was just was just thinking like if she knew, she just like could not react in that way that was the weird part if she if it just didn't have that line removing uh amber saying that she knew all along and like storming out of that way and calling him like lying piece of shit come on girls are possessive oh uh, yeah well, yeah that, that can be you know but still that was the only thing that i didn't like about amber the yeah. rest was pretty fine yeah i mean she was a, let's say a real life hero yeah. because she was doing like volunteer work 
Yeah. Like, to help people out. Yeah. Even though she doesn't have any superhero. But that was a nice thing that she I mean, did. Yeah, she did, like, inspire Adam Eve to, like, yeah. do more actual help. Like, yeah. help people grow stuff. Like, use yeah. her powers. And it snapped Adam yeah. Eve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Use her powers not to fight, but to actually get on the ground and help people that actually need it. Yeah, and yeah. She lit- Adam Eve literally said that I helped. Uh, so many people in three days more than I did in three years. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So guys, in yeah. So talking about that, you see that Adam Eve was a mentor to Mark, and turns out that Amber was a mentor to Adam Eve. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. And they all live in a triangle love relationship, yeah. <laughs> which Hopefully. is very interesting. I'm glad that that didn't happen. Hey, just yeah. shut up, because Team Mark Eve, fuck everyone else. I I ship Mark and Eve. Yeah. Then I ship Mark and Amber. I will always do. Mm-hmm. I know the comics too, so. Fuck y'all. <laughs> uh, Mark. Mark. Mark and William. William is a great awesome. character. He's great. Yeah. Let's talk about William. Even the cafeteria. Hey, do you want his number? He's single as fuck. How to be a wingman 101. <laughs> William. <laughs> Dude, no. the thing, I love William because he's that type of friend, like, he shows that he's gay. But at the same at the same time, it's funny because first thing they are like, "Oh man, there's this guy I like it." Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, straight stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he snaps back to Mark, and then but he's always supporting. He's always there, and that's what I like about him. He brings the the normal side again to to Mark's life, and not only him. The thing that catches me on the show, every character, they're not forgettable. You yeah. remember every single character. Yeah. Monster Girl, yeah. Rexplode, yeah. Duplicate, Robot. Damien Dark Blood. Mm-hmm. Damien Dark Blood. Our Hellboy for Invincible. That detective oh, yeah. was fucking cool, bro. See that that the trauma creating, like how he's investigating, going in the house, leaving clues, going behind the way he talks, like he's a demon. Cecil. Cecil. White they're, Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah, bro, they're they're very cool. Like they all. All the characters, they are remarkable. You'll remember them if they come by. Like, even the villains, they grab Immortal fighting that guy on the very end of the first episode before he gets killed. And he throws the guy on space. Three episodes later, Mark's going to Mars, and you see that guy still flying on space. (laughs) (laughs) So, they don't let you forget about the characters they put out there. You see the other dude, which is the rock dude. Yeah. And all oh, the yeah, yeah. yeah. around. So the characters are not forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. The, the direction for that is good. And that's what I'm going to link up for our next topic, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go on, Tisa. What do you think about the direction, man? All right, man. If we're going to talk about direction and animation, I got to start out with one thing. Robert Kirkman. Dude created a fucking good comic. But the dude also made a fucking good screenplay. None of you guys have read the comics. But one thing that I can tell you guys about is that the scenes are completely different. On the comic universe, you have more creativity. creativity. You have more space to put out scenes. But on the TV show side, you gotta make things interesting because you're watching the scenes. You're not reading it. You're watching. You're hearing them talk. You're hearing them act. For example... The scene where Omni Man kills the Guardian of the Globe. Do you know how long it took on the comics? I think it took. You mentioned no one read the comics. I did read the comics. That was something that I actually. You guys, think, just no, give I, me a guess. How long, how long did, did it did take? It? Three, I think three panels maximum. It was actually short. It wasn't something that lasted too long. You're almost there. It was five panels, one page. In oh, one wow. page, he killed all the Guardians of the Globe. 
so does that mean there was less blood? Yes. No, not at all. I mean, the, the show not brutal. at all. It was more brutal, but the showing was less blood. Mm. It was fast. It was just like a snap. They're all dead. Yeah. That's how powerful Omni Man is. Yeah. Here, they want to give you the sensation. They give you a longer fight. Yeah. They give you the teamwork Guardians of the Globe has. So the direction for it is really good. How the scenes are filmed, how yeah. the animation flows. It's not anything fancy. It's not anything 3D. Yeah. It's not anything like camera shifting. No. Yeah. But at the same time, you can look at the cell phone of Mark Grayson and see all the apps he has. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You can see the alarm clock blowing, and that's cool. So the animation is well done. It's satisfying. You don't need nothing fancy to make it very good. You yeah. just need it consistent. You need good direction scenes. You need good character development as we talk. Mm -hmm. And Robert Kirkman gives us a screenplay. Mm -hmm. But it's not only him. Do you guys know who directed this shit? Who, who directed? Jeff Allen. Do you guys know who Jeff Allen is? Ultimate Spider-Man. Have you guys watched mm -hmm. the cartoon? Oh, good as fuck. Avengers Assemble. Good as fuck. The direction for him, he comes from comics. He comes from animated TV shows. Yeah. So it's pretty fucking good how yeah. he, he drops that in for us. Yeah. And he makes something that is for kids before, and now he's bringing something that's really bloody. Yeah. Really, really fucking bloody. Yeah. The screenplay, the plot. But not only for adults. If you guys realize something, and that's, I want to put it out before I pass my word. Do you guys <laughs> check the ratings for the episodes? That's no, something uh, very interesting. On what, like IMDb? The ratings, no, not the ratings on IMDb, the ratings, like, how, how they're rated for oh, watchers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The first two episodes are 18 plus, because they have extreme violence. And when you go watch what you expect, extreme violence, you fucking have it, extreme violence. Yeah. <laughs> But the third episode is 16 plus. Yeah. And you have kind of a downside on the violence. You have more character development. Yeah. You have more story. The yeah. fifth episode is 14 plus. Hmm. Because it's more slow. They're yeah. bringing more story. Yeah. And then you go back to 16 plus again. Yeah. And then the two last episodes when you get that extreme violence from yeah. how many men and invincible. Yeah. It's yeah. 18 plus 30. again. Yeah. <laughs> 30 plus. So that's one thing that I really clap for the direction. Yeah. Not everything is 18 plus because it don't need to be. Yeah. Only the episodes that need to be 18 plus are 18 plus. Exactly. So that shit's fucking cool. And yeah. the scenes itself is cool. And I'll leave you guys this question passing mine. Yeah. What is your guys' favorite scene for the whole show? Mine, one of the scenes that most touched me. Mark just saved that guy from flying away from the helicopter, not the helicopter, the jet. He's about to land. Mark can save him. And his dad just goes in there, grabs the head of the guy, and just explodes the head in front of him. Like, and he says, you saved that life, but for what cost? Because you see what I can do, how fast I can snap, how fast I can take a life, how fast you can take a life as well. Yeah. So the direction really touches on, on how you interact with the show, how you feel, how you grieve, how you become happy, how the scenes are well plotted. So I want to hear you guys what's your favorite scene and some ideas about plot, direction, animation itself. Just bring me up, talk me into it. <laughs> I think the direction I want to say, I think I talked about this before. The director's job is to build the mood, build the feeling. And like what you say, the comic, the for the first episode, the last three minutes, you say that it just spent like one page to sculpture it, right? So... They spend like three minutes for this, and there's one part I think we talk about this, like when. What is that character name? Like, 
when the Omni Man tried to squeeze the person's the head, yeah, squeeze the head, and he just keep punching, keep oh, punching. Yeah. That one is like, it really shows the painful and the hopeless. Because the only thing he can do is keep punching, keep punching, but nothing help. And you realize his wrists were broken. Yeah, his wrists were broken. Him. Yeah, and just keep bleeding. You can see to keep bleeding. It, it means like he's hurting himself. He, the things he's doing is meaningless. We can feel the hopeless in this part. So that's one of the things I, I think direction is really good. You know, we mm. feel the painful and the helpless in, in this part. Yeah, exactly. Okay, guys, I think the most interesting scene, because it wasn't pleasant to watch, was when Omni Man was beating Mark, you know, or Invincible, let's say. And that was really touching because we see that uh, Mark was trying to cope with his father, appealing for his humanity, because up to that moment, the only person that could defeat Omni Man was himself. Like, no one was up to that guy, you know. And making him struggle like that, like he, that inner turmoil that he was going through, like to killing his own son, was actually too much even for Viltrumite, which we saw clearly was what they were able to do. So that for me was really interesting. I think it was the highest moment of the show. Like it was pretty, like pretty brutal. I mean, honestly, no. Like Mark didn't die because of the script, because the way he was being punched. I mean, I. Talking about the direction, man, I wonder how they do the panels. I think they draw everything correctly, mm -hmm. all good. Yeah, they, and then they get they a bucket of like, you know, blood, actual blood, <laughs> and just toss it over. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, because man, there's just red in that. And thing. just adding to that, that was one of the scenes that most touched me. I agree with that scene because of one phrase that comes out of that that scene, and it's Omni Man or Nolan just talking to Mark. You're gonna live for 500 years. Mm. What are you gonna have after 500 years? And he just says, "You dead. Yeah. I'm gonna have you." That that brought out the human part of knowledge. Yeah. And yeah. he stops yeah. and he grieves with it. He gives in a flashback. He cries. He, yeah. yeah. He cries flying out of space. I almost cried on that scene because it's beautiful how how the father son relationship is built up. The yeah. son is getting beaten, but he still has that bond with his dad. He's like. I will have you. After nothing else, I'll still have you. And that's that's for me one of the most touching scenes as well. Yeah. That yeah. that episode itself was really fucked up. So yeah. bring it up, Ryan. Um yeah. <clears throat> My favorite scene's a little different. I actually didn't like the scene you guys are talking about. I thought it was <laughs> 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 too much. Well yeah, for me it was just a little too much. Because you you have Throughout this entire TV series, you have Omni-Man, who is like, uh, act. I mean, he's an alien. He, he does not come from this world. And I did like his shift, and I liked how he there was that shred of humanity. But man, I would have liked it more if there wasn't. I think that would have been awesome. Hmm. I think if he would have just said, you know what, fuck it. Like, instead of crying, just leaving. And so I feel like that would have been for me, more satisfying as character development. Hmm. Um, I, I get enough of humanity with Mark and his mom and everybody, and I think it they should have doubled down and just been like, he needs to be a dick the entire time. Hmm. Um, but it was very touching, and it was nice. But yeah. my, favorite, my favorite scene was when uh, Monster Girl 
kicked what's his name? Rex, Rex, Rex Wolf. Wolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it when an asshole gets what's coming to him. Yeah. And that scene for me was really fun. Yeah, he, I think, he never saw that coming. No, he didn't. <laughs> and I didn't either. And th- I think that was what was so fun about it. What does so she fun say? That's character. so funny, bro. Yeah. She was like, you're so tiny. How is she going to be part of like... You tiny dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I have a question. So, Monster Girl, she becomes younger as she Every time she That's is. what we yeah. think, yeah. at least, because I feel that Robot gives us some hints that she doesn't really turn young. Because a lot of times she says, like, oh, I'm way younger now. And Black Samson goes to Robot and goes, like, man, this thing is full of shit. And it goes, like, well, they all tell lies. But I don't know if one of them is actually telling the truth. And that's when Monster Girl is walking out no, and she's oh, talking. Sure. So like, I don't really know if she gets younger or not. What? That's a good question. No, actually, it brings out a good point. Because the whole point of Robot being a young kid, it won't matter if she gets younger and younger. Because he's going to get older. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, technically. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the problem with that is that what is the motivation about her lying and saying that she gets younger? I mean, she tells him that she's 25, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, that's just what I don't know. There'd have to be some crazy motivation behind telling everybody that you get younger every time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So touching on that, what that you mentioned, um, Ryan, that was interesting. Never thought in that way. Like, what if on uh, Man was like full dick mode and just didn't give a fuck at all, at all? That would be interesting. I but mean, I'm, yeah, yes. like no, but just also like because of that, like. I keep thinking, what would be the motivation for him to actually bail everything and really do what he, like do those things? That was, and I can touch on that a little bit for you guys who read the comics and for you guys who have not. Spoilers, but why Omni Man killed the Guardians of the Globe because he's loyal to Viltrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. Viltrum wants to conquer multiple planets, and they have the plan to conquer Earth. What is Omni Man's duty on Earth? Keep Weak. Earth safe from other conquerors oh. while he conquers Earth. So he's a savior from other conquerors, oh. but he's a villain for Earth yeah. while the virtual minds are coming. And that's why he kills. He he gets rid of threats, yeah. mainly. And there we can see for the really awesome voice acting scene when he travels like to that other planet, the, like those guys that were invading Earth every time. And he just, he does the same thing he does with Mark, right? He grabs the guy by the neck and keeps flying with that, like, Martian alien guy through the whole planet, like, a country of that planet, at least. And at the end, it's just, like, a piece of meat in his hand. <laughs> yeah. That's and actually then, my favorite scene. That's a pretty good scene, yeah. Mm. And then you just say, hey, I don't think you guys understand. Earth is not yours to conquer. Yeah. It's mine. But yeah. he didn't complete that sentence. Yeah. So yeah. that was awesome. I, I, and Bebby says... It's just not a Tuesday. Mom, fly, dad, fly off into an alien portal. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's going to be late for dinner. Mm-hmm. It's just another Tuesday. <laughs> like, yeah, before Anup tells us about, about his favorite scene, I want to touch on something real quick that Ryan said about Omni-Man losing his humanity. And on that fight, he really gets it. And I think me and Jackie have that same feeling. When he really goes and Mark asks him, what's mom is for you? He says, yeah, I love Debbie, but she's more like a, a pet to yeah. me. Yeah. And that's very fucking non-human, bro. That's yeah. brutal. That's fucking brutal. Like, yeah. how do you say that to your own wife? Which is why I don't buy that he feels bad for Mark. Because 
I mean, come on. And I know Marcus half built Mike. Sure, I mean, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He has the I'll blood of Mortimer, yeah. so that's one. Yeah. And he has the blood of Earth. Which brings his other powers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you said your favorite scene was when he goes into the portal and destroys everything in that other planet. So one thing, well, I wanted to point this out. So when you were talking about how uh, Omni Man killed all the guardians, he could have done it way faster. The way he destroyed a whole planet. On, in the other portal, he could have done it way faster. But then that's like a... He also got injured in that fight. So that's like very... Like, you know, oh I'm very skeptical about that. Uh, because he did not bring out his true powers, maybe. I don't know. Do you think he kind of didn't want to win or he was hesitating or something? Uh, maybe that's for the sto storyline. Because uh, that that's when he was in the hospital, kind of in a coma, where he couldn't talk or anything but then he's a Viltrumite he's like the strongest person ever how can humans do something like that to a Viltrumite yeah and I'll leave a question for y'all what do you think is a Viltrumite's weakness because we see Cecil and his team trying to search for his weakness mm. but do you guys have any clues it's love, man. <laughs> <laughs> apparently if it's love I will no, walk out of here it's loyalty it can be Mm. It's what? Loyalty. Loyalty. Hmm. I don't know. For me, I feel like there's some stone just like Kryptonite. I have fought. For sure. They don't do that. But yeah. I really hope to. But I mean, you don't know much about Viltrumite yeah. other than what he said. So, and he hasn't said much. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That is interesting, though. So, guys, uh, just to think a little bit more. Uh, what would be your future endeavors? Like, what do you think that's gonna happen next in the show? Before that, why don't we talk a little bit about the voice cast? No, oh, we we touch we touch that a lot, and I feel like what makes the show great, besides plot and everything, it's not only plot, animation, characters, but the voice cast. Man, what a freaking voice cast they bring up with! We have Steve Young as Mark Grayson. We have. What's his name? Fuck, Omni Man. J.K. Simmons, JK Simmons <laughs> man. Like, you, Spider Man fan. You, Spider Man fan. Me, Spider Man fan. You, Spider Man fan. We all, Spider Man fans. Yeah, go, Spider Man. <laughs> but, fuck, he is J.J. Jameson. He is the guy from Whiplash, the, the drummer teacher, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great character. What What's some others? You, you know more than me, Ryan. Um, I know him from Juno, and that's one of my favorite movies. Hmm. No. Yeah, yeah. I heard about him. Elliot Page, excuse me. Yes. Justice League. Is he in Justice League? Yeah, yeah he's, the voice. Uh, he's voice. Gordon, right? Commissioner Gordon mm -hmm. that time. Yeah. yeah. And not only him, we have Seth Rogen, we have Sandra O, oh, we have Zazie Beats. I think that's how we say it. And she's on, she's on Atlanta. She's on the Joker. She's on Deadpool too. We have Jillian Jacobs, which is a great actress too. So the voice cast for me was really, really important. Like we have such great names casting that shit, and that what brings the characters to life. I have a question. Does the world know that Nolan is Omni Man? Oh, that's a good question. It, I don't think so, because it's just like the psychology that Adam Eve brings to us. If you don't expect to see a superhero in mm -hmm. school, you don't see one. And that's why she doesn't wear a mask or anything. Because she's saving the world, yeah, you can see her face, but then there is an ordinary girl just in your high school that looks just like her. 
But you're not going to so supplement we'll psychology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would be it. Yeah. Oh, so, boy. That's fine. I think that's my point. And then you touched on future endeavors. And I'll let you, I'll let you bring this up to us because I have some shit that I'd like to share with you guys during that. But mm. I'll, I'll, I'll keep my, my thoughts for last on this because I have some interesting shit. All right. Guys, honestly, this show kept me thinking. I have no fucking idea what is going to happen. Because, like, in the last scene, we see that Mark is talking to. Uh, Seth Rogen I forgot his name but Seth Alan Rogen. the Alien Alan the Alien but Seth Rogen I think is cool but anyway and we see that Mark is like very naive and saying oh I'm just gonna go back to high school and then we see all the shit that is gonna happen like those guys from Mars those robots that he still needs to kill Omni Man which just went away and have no idea what is gonna happen even though I saw something kind of gross in the comics that he does like, apparently he's gonna stay with another family or something and kind of, you know, does some weird shit, but... There's I... another child coming! <coughs> yeah, yeah. So, I have no idea, guys. I just... I'm really, you know, we need to see. What you pay to see for that one? Because I don't know. Hey, uh, you know what? Since you asked earlier what could happen, do you remember the scene where Mar- the planet Mars gets conquered by those species? Those Mars creatures, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so one of the astronauts, he's the one who first possesses that and takes over the whole planet. So what if they <laughs> come back to Earth? Oh, well, that is going to happen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, the story needs to progress, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Um, for me, I don't really know. I mean, obviously that... You know, the Mars invasion is probably going to come. And I'm assuming the Viltrumite's going to, you know, come... Omni-Man has to come back. So that's about the only thing I have to say. I really try not to think about it. I, I want to be surprised when I watch shows. And so I really hope somebody doesn't spoil it for us later. Ah. <laughs> the more drunk you get, the looser your tongue gets. <laughs> I have a thought during this conversation. I don't know if Omni-Man will still talking lie to Mark, Mark about a Voltermite. Like he said, oh, because I'm help, I'm helping my empire to conquer the planets. I don't know if I'm thinking if that is also his just his own desire, his own power, you know. Because like, like what you guys say, you know, like they saying like a lot of people are lying. Only one people are saying truth or something. No, there's actually a, a backup for that. Because when the Al- when Alan the Alien comes back the second time, uh, he actually tries to warn Mark about Viltrumites. Oh. Because in the first time, he's like, he tries to go to Urath, but then it was... I'm gonna be in so much trouble. So when he comes the second time, he actually says... Oh, you guys are in Earth. There's a Viltrumite over here. You guys should be caref- be careful about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I just think he just run away. So I I feel like there maybe there's some other thing he hide it. You know, he didn't say the whole things. Yeah. Or maybe some part he lied. Yeah. We don't know. That's yeah. that's what my can expect. You yeah. Know? All right, all right, all right, all right. Here all I right. come, bitches. <laughs> for you listeners and for you, my fellow knights and my fellow guests. I have some cool shit. First, I'll leave some questions for us. What this show brings me is a lot of theories for our next seasons. So, my three questions for you guys. 
What is a Vulture Mites weakness? I asked this once, but that's also a question. I want to know what can weaken Omni-Man and his race. How can defeat the most powerful empire? Because they got powerful by killing each other. Yeah. So what, what can actually kill a Vulture Mite besides a Vulture Mite? Peanut butter. <laughs> there might be. I hope. My second question for you guys. Do you guys finish... Do you guys think Mark will finish high school? Because <laughs> that's the question that Alan the Alien goes in. It's pretty funny for me, like, what are you going to do now? Save the word? Fight your dad? Oh, well, I'm going to finish high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I mean, what's high school? <laughs> <laughs> no. how, how do you think Invincible is going to progress? How do you think he's going to work with Cecil? Do you think there's more heroes to come? Do you think there's more stuff to come? And my third and last question, what do you think will bring Omni Ben back to Earth? Because he ran away and you don't know where he is at. Mm. Do you think it's the, the conquer side that's gonna, he wants to conquer Earth and he's gonna come back for that? Or is he gonna actually grieve as he grieved on the last episode? As he cried while he left? Because he was bringing his own humanity back. So that's, that's my questions, that, that's my theories. How, how is it, this gonna develop? How the relationship between father and son, how the relationship between power and Mark, how he's gonna get to the point where he's able to fight his dad, how his relationship with Atom Eve is gonna work. I really wanna see that. I really wanna see the developments, how the other villains are gonna come back, how Ting Ting will come back to it. Yeah. And to let you guys with good, good news as we walk towards the end. Invincible got renewed not for second season only, but it was for second and freaking third season Damn. as they fucked, blew the box office. Not even box office, but they have their financials <laughs> up there. That's Amazon is probably happy as fuck right now. Yeah. But that's not my thing for you guys today. And this is a spoiler, a big one. One minute, one minute. And here it comes. Mm. You guys know Invincible is a comic, and you guys know Invincible is a TV show animated series. Yeah. But what you guys don't know is since 2017, we have a live fucking action and production produced by Seth motherfucking <laughs> Rogan. Nice. It's been produced since 2017. It's still on production. The cast is being chosen. We don't know nothing about it. But oh. Robert Kirkman gave an interview to Cinema Blend, which is a very big platform, mm -hmm. and they said, he said actually, how different the animation and the live action will be. They will be completely different. Oh. But at the same time, they will coexist and coincide. So I really, I am really excited to see this live action. Hmm. And the good thing is that when you say live action, you think it's gonna be one movie? Mm -mm. It's a series of movies coming out, oh. and that's why it's still in production. Okay. It's been fucking four years that they're doing that, because it's more than one movie. Okay. So, if you guys want the good news, live action for Invincible is coming. I don't know when. Don't ask me about it, because I don't freaking know. But I'll just leave you guys with that. Oh, yeah. I just so. hope it's gonna be bloody as <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's more <laughs> sure. Sure. That's basic. Okay, bloody. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's great. I didn't know that. That's yeah, I told you guys I had some big news before we started this that's podcast. A big, that's <laughs> a big one. Live oh, action, yeah. bitches. Live oh, action. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Guys, okay, so just theorize a little bit, okay? I don't know if you remember that scene, but that was a moment when, you know, uh, Omni Man was describing, romanticizing about Viltrum, like 
that was a pretty great place that everyone was going to help each other that like they were more evolved and shit and then we see they were actually killing each other and then it was this really you know old guy but really buff like strong guy that was there i think that guy is going to play a major role later and i don't know like i if i had to guess i think that'll be pretty like just a guess i think maybe maybe omni man is gonna go to another planet because i already saw that he's gonna establish himself but then he's not gonna settle and then i think he's going to try to fight again viltrum by himself and at some point in the story i think he's gonna die and that's gonna like kind of break something to mark and then he's gonna change his perspective you know like yeah i don't know i think that'll be interesting to think yeah about. i feel like the viltrumites the older they get the stronger they are yeah, I have that feeling too. Yeah. yeah, that's why you can see, like, man, Mark has no chance against yeah. Nolan. Like, for now, for, for now, now. Yeah. that is a lot to come, my dudes. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like we're walking towards the end. So, host, I think it's time no, for you, us. To you, do you still gotta answer your questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not answering. You, you my asked us like 16 questions. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you just told the questions, then you walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not fair. That's I don't even I remember do what they were anymore. <laughs> no, I, I feel like Mark would actually travel the universe. He would actually. Yeah. Would actually. He's not gonna stay on okay. Earth. That's yeah. what guys, I'm thinking. You guys At want least answers? for a while. I because Alan no, D might be answers. a guide to that in a in a way. Oh. Who? Do you guys? Alan, Alan D. Oh, of course. Okay. Do you guys want some answers? I don't. No want spoilers. spoilers. I really. No want spoilers, spoilers, but spoilers. answers. Please. I'm just gonna say one thing. Uh-huh. War is coming. Well, yeah. War. And that's I mean, all I'm saying. I, I could have told you that. War. That's why Game of Thrones has always been about. Winter is coming since well, the first episode. <laughs> war is coming, bitches. Yeah, war is coming. And it's going to be big. That's all I'm saying. I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm saying three names. No. Alan, Alan the Alien. Coalition of Worlds. And Viltrumites. That's it. I dropped that so, there. So, is there more people, more species like Alan Neely? Uh, I saw the scene. <laughs> As I told you guys, when Omni Man goes to another planet, he was hooking up with a fly, you know, a flying type alien, you know. That I saw that in the comments. That oh, was okay. gross. It was not on the TV show. I yes. hope that doesn't show. That's gross. Okay? There is a lot to come. I just, I don't want my listeners to be spoiled, but that's all I'm saying. I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, me neither, man. War is coming, so... Let's walk to, to the end of this. Let's let's go to my favorite part. And Galo, do you want to make the honors or do you want to me make the honors? I feel like you make the honors. You're our host. You should go and make the honors now. Give it. Oh up. fuck that! Then what is here in Noob Dog? We have this thing called pros, cons, and shamaikos. <laughs> what is a pro and con? You get one pro from the TV show or movie or whatever the fuck we're talking about. So you're gonna get a pro from the Invincible. And you gotta get a conference invincible, just one. And you're gonna give your rating for that show. In Schumichels. We don't do stars, we don't do <laughs> one to ten, we don't do that type of shit. We do Schumichels. You rate from minus one to five Schumichels. If you wanna give 2.87, you can do that too. You can do whatever with the Schumichels. Mm-hmm. Just gotta be inside the Schumichels rating. <laughs> so I'll start that off. My pro for the show the characters. No, I take it back. The blood. <laughs> the violence. Well done. Well thinged. Not too much. Not too little. Right at the point. 
One that con. Is that the point for him, really? Yeah, I, I like that much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever. I like that much. One con for the show is I really wanted this story to bring more of the detective drama. I really liked Damien Darkblood. I really liked when they were searching for Omni-Man, like, what, what happened between him and the Guardians of the Globe. Like, I really liked that. I think that ended too earlier. It might come back. Just dropping that there. But that, that's my con for it. My rating, I'll give it a 4.6 Schmeichels for the show. That, that's pretty solid. I feel like the show was very good. It's a hit. It's a 2021 hit. If you haven't watched Invincible, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop watching Pornhub and go watch Invincible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can do both. <laughs> oh my Not at the same time. <laughs> no. Why? Let's go golf. If you want, if you want to, want to blast off to some immortal being split in half, go ahead, man. <laughs> but oh. uh, I wouldn't do it if I'm you. <laughs> Shit, that's fucked up. <laughs> All right, yeah, fellas, go ahead. Okay, you can go first, Ryan. I'm still thinking. Yeah, um, my pro is this. Oh, not the same. Blood. What you said first. Uh, the characters, I think, is my prime pro. Um, and the voice actors, I think, the, in combination of the, the characters that were written and the voice acting, um, that was definitely my favorite part of the show. The con was... Oh, I don't know if I have a specific con for this. Um, I think for me, and this is weird, but for some reason I get really weird when cartoons are sentimental mm. and show like <laughs> and so like what we were what you guys were talking about earlier between Omni-Man and Mark um it's just like they just keep having these conversations and it, I don't know for me it drove me crazy mm-hmm. for other people they maybe really liked it but for for me that that put that back and forth just was just like too much for me so you don't like the humanity part of it no i do <laughs> i do i just think that um like that father-son kind of conflict is just really overdone and we see it in a lot of different movies and yeah. it's like that toxic masculinity and it's just like uh, either i don't know either do it differently where the dad doesn't like come in with the humanity or just like not do it at all for me because it's been done so many times that I just, yeah, I'm sorry, I know. It's just, it's just really boring for me. Um, but for, as for Schmeichels, I will give this a 4.5, um, which is really saying something because I don't like animation, so uh, this was good. Solid. Um, pros, same as you, characters. Like, I really like the character development. Every character has a good development. And like what you guys say, they're all like we we can all remember them, you know. We can all remember them. And and the blood. And the blood. I love the blood. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I love the blood. Ketchup. Ketchup, yeah. <laughs> and cons Honestly for now on, for now on, I because I just finished it. I just finished it. I cannot really pick a con specific con here. Because I think a lot of time they develop pretty well. Maybe I was maybe when I was watching I was think oh there's a lot of part is not that special it's because the blood of violence sometimes make it pretty special but then I keep think about it you know 
they balance the blood and the you know the family friendly part they manage pretty well mm-hmm. yeah they manage pretty well they put the blood when they need the blood they don't just pour the blood for you know for no reason yeah so that's my opinion yeah. and oh uh, uh, Schmeichel yeah I forgot <laughs> 4.8 Schmeichel. Oh, oh, that's pretty high. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything, lot of thing has a good manage in this in this series. So 4.8 Schmeichel. I see. That's good. Okay, guys. Yeah, of course, characters are awesome in the show. And I think the originality, what this show brings that is actually new, <coughs> it's telling a story of superheroes in a different manner. You know, I think that part of the plot, then, I think that'll be the main catch for me. The most interesting thing so i really like how they develop all these characters because you know you can kill the kill the cello that's just a league they're just teen titans or the white um nick fury like sir so even the the scar um hellboy all those guys are there it's just a different telling of the story so that was nice i think it was a different take and man getting a con on this i would say you know (laughs) <laughs> it's not not even so, again like I think I did this before it's not really something that even bothered me it's just like to say that was a con sometimes I caught something in the animation that was kind of in the way you know it was kind of you know oh man like I think you guys were a little bit lazy there for example there was that that moment when you see that Omni Man um, he punched Mark many times but he punched him once and then he was going back to the city and you can see like the Mark had two frames to roll over you see him, his back and his trunk, like, and that progressed like for a few seconds. That was a little eh, you know. So the only thing that I could actually say that, you know, if they want to put some more effort, that'll be fine. But if they don't, the show is still pretty good. So for that, regarding the Schmeichels, I think I'll give like 4.6. The show deserves it. It's pretty good. Anoop, what would be your opinion? Okay, first of all, I would like to thank the Knights of No Table for having me as a guest speaker tonight. It was awesome being here. And let's get to the point. So the pro for me was definitely the development of the show. How it kept me going, like, you know, it kept me interested in knowing what's going to happen in the show. And that was awesome. You don't see that in many shows. Sometimes you get bored, but then this show... There was no point, no point where I was like, you know, I don't want to watch it anymore. I didn't have that feeling, which was pretty good. And the con uh, would be me questioning the powers of Omni Man, mm-hmm. especially at this specific point where uh, Cecil they were spying on uh, Omni Man's house the whole time, and he never, like, you know, figured it out. Uh, mm-hmm. And and they were right next door. that that was like I question his powers right there (laughs) because come on that was one thing Uh, yeah and another thing I want to bring out is that it's not a con or a pro it's just a question that I have does Omni-Man have more offsprings Mm, I think he does I mean he's he's like a thousand years old yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's very old we're gonna find out soon enough. Yeah. It does have some, yeah. The yeah. way that this is looking around, I can tell. You know, yeah. Yes. But the thing is that how he got emotional with Mark. If he's got so many offsprings, then because he says that at some point, doesn't he? Oh, I can't start over. Bah! And 
Big on the family. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm good. So yeah. I'm that's simple, that's man. It's just simple. Think, Mark. Yeah. Think. Think. Yeah. That's the best meme fucking ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good meme now. Yeah. yeah, the emotional connection they have just questions my point right there. Like, I don't know. Is he always so emotional towards his offsprings? Yeah. Fake noob! Fake! Yeah. Uh, Shoe Michaels? Okay. Since it's my first show, a uh, first time as a guest, I think I would give it with all my questions, and since it's only the first season, I would just give it a 4.45. 4.5, Shumakos. Yeah, for the first season. I mean, let's see what they have more in store. Yeah. Solid, solid. Yeah. We got a good average. Yeah. Some good shit around here. We got, a, we got a good ratings for this show, yeah. yeah. Can't deny. Great show. I hope you guys watch this show if you haven't watched yet, because you're missing it. And thank you, guys, for being a Knights of No Table. Anoop, I just have one question because as you're our guest, I want to ask you, what do you think about not having a table? <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It's <laughs> nice, nice. Actually, it's more comfortable sitting on the carpet. <laughs> if you guys ever join us, there's no motherfucking table, bitches. Yeah. Bear it. If you want, if you want a table, fuck off. Yeah. 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 No, th this makes it more casual, you know. Yeah. 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 I like it a lot. All right, guys. So, just to wrap it up, I'd like to know. What recommendations you guys have like Woo! for the audience? Yeah. yeah, for a noob that doesn't know, there's also something on our podcast that we started on our episode two. It, we give a recommendation of something. So it can be anything you want. You can recommend anything. And that's it. Yeah. Just recommend something. So Grillo, as you put it up, if you're a host, oh. start it up. Okay. Guys, as you know, I'm a gamer. And me and Tis actually, we been through this hell. <laughs> and it was a fun hell to be, which was this game called Cuphead and Mugman. And we fucking beat it. That game is awesome. I think I should try it. But, you know, if you have anger manage management issues, don't play. <laughs> <laughs> we, almost, we almost beat my TV. Yeah, I guess it's because it was your TV. Otherwise, it would have been fun. But it's a hell of a game. It's pretty fun. Like, platform, you know. It's, it's nice. Just try it It out is a hell of a game. Yeah. Alright, so for... For my recommendation, uh, so me and Tisa, we watch a Hong Kong movie these days mm -hmm. called Exiled. It's like t in 2006. So if you like something, like I said, I, I like Tarantino kind of violence, but this is pretty different. Hong Kong people, they like to beautify. They like to beautify violence. Like, so when you're watching those violins, it's just kind of like they're having a dance on the stage. You know, I really like that kind of thing. So if you guys want to experience some different violence, a beautiful violence, the romantic of violence, go to watch that. Yeah. As per usual, I'm going to do a big left turn and I'm going to recommend Downton Abbey, <laughs> which I've been watching a lot of lately. I am on the last season, and uh, I've been watching it for months, and I've really taken my time with it because I really enjoy watching it, and I don't want it to end. If you like British aristocracy, if you like the early 1900s family drama, rich people, it's definitely a show for you. It's awesome. 
Oh, so for me, uh, since today we had an episode on Invincible, which is a superhero show, I would definitely recommend you guys to watch The Boys, which is also a awesome. Amazon special, and that's also pretty bloody for a live action and. I love that show. Two seasons out, and it's very cool. To add Definitely to that, recommend. Seth Rogen's production again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I love Still that guy. And for me, you guys know me. I brought out Castlevania the last time, so I'm not changing too much. I'm just going to another country and recommending you guys some of my favorite shit. I recommend you guys to watch Jujutsu. Kaizen. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a oh, yeah. fucking dope anime that came out on 2020 and finished it on 2021. Hella beautiful animation, hella beautiful soundtrack, great fight scenes, great characters. So just go out there, Jujutsu Kaisen. If you want to read the manga as well, I recommend it. But watch the animation. That's my shit. That's it for me. You guys enjoy it. All right, guys. I think that's it. Thank you very much for listening to us. We are the Knights of No Table, and that's it. Have a good night. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Sayonara. Dick Mark! Dick Mark! <laughs> 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 <laughs>